You know, this, this, y'all, I love this book. Okay. I, I have this read book. this book so many times and it's just like, even reading it today, it's like reading it the first time. Hey. Can I ask y'all a question? Y'all love Denny? Yeah. You know what? When I first read it, yes, first time, I, love him. I was like, that's a little bro right there. I wasn't like, Denny, oh my God. But the more you read it and the more you understand him, because you get more of him when you read it multiple times, I'm mm -hmm. like, I understand his crazy. Like, he makes so much sense to me now. I like, and I, I, and I don't like to call it crazy. He's well, mentally crazy. ill. So right, yes. when I look at it in that way, it's like my yes. heart gets bigger and exactly. bigger. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I see Takara Allen is in the house. Yes. Allen is in the house. Oh, we got Thank some people in the waiting room. Hi. Oh, let me press okay. I'm okay with you recording. <laughs> what about I say? Oh, though? yeah. Oh, okay, right? <laughs> Baby. <laughs> is my we video working? No, you're not you're on video. Thing. All right. What do I do? Hit the camera Get off button. And come back on because sometimes Zoom be tripping. Zoom don't like to um it doesn't like me. Because I don't think I have to do anything on my end. Um oh wait, I think. I'm here. Am I here? Oh, nope. what do I do? <laughs> we still can't see you. Still can't see me. There's an iPhone connecting. Maybe is that, are you trying to, no, that's somebody else. Because mm, I have an iPhone. My working. No. Um, hey. So just be hey. 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 <laughs> Tosha, it's always oh. funny because when I say good morning, it's in the um for you, our time zones is different. Uh -huh. By the time you say good afternoon, it, it, it's night for me. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm we like, can't see you secure that, it's fine. Like we would love to have your face on. But I if think, a, there, there she goes. Yes, she is. It's the woman of the hour. So you got it. Everyone, thank you guys for being here. Oh my gosh, I miss y'all. Everybody already know I'm hey, hey. y'all be keeping me together, but it's not about me tonight. Okay, we are talking about the release day of Naval, one of the black girl books. Um, Chanel, Chanel, Chanel congratulated the Black Girl Book Club podcast on the release of this audio. <laughs> That's how much people know that we love this <laughs> why y'all got started, of course. Yes. So somebody <laughs> congratulated us. How did we know when they want a book? We... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I thank you guys so much for being excited about it. Um, I I've never been a go to my book person. <laughs> I'm just one.
those people that go pick in my head so perfectly so when it comes to audible i'm always like really concerned about you know putting a voice to these people put faces to these people so um but i realize there's a market out there there's a, a group of people that only listen to audible or just people that you know they want to enjoy the book a different way so i really appreciate you guys for um like we're demanding it because <laughs> that's what happened and um i just i just really am so grateful for you guys excitement um and and just the support like for devout to have come out 10 years wow. ago and you know, to get an audible deal now it, it was it's like kind of crazy to me but um you guys did that you guys you know kept it going you keep denny alive He'll probably be alive forever and ever because of you. So I appreciate you. So how are you feeling tonight now that the Audible is out? And y'all let me know if my, I'm back in the closet. So y'all let me know if y'all can't hear me. <laughs> but how are you feeling tonight now that the Audible is out? Completely honest. Even listen to it entirely, so I have to still listen to it entirely. <laughs> and, and, you know, and just and happy that it's here and you know, people can um, this is new, so um. It, hope that it translates the same you know if not if not better than at least the same anxious excitement kind of blend with relief I feel like do y'all hear me yeah I feel like very, we can okay. hear you yes. <laughs> I'm like it just was so quiet we're just looking I'm at you really actually that's what I'm doing <laughs> And I, um, like, okay, um, before we get deep into this, for some who don't know, um, because we've got some faces on here or some names that I, I'm not all the way familiar with, but uh, most of you know that this, like, reading Devout and Takira Allen is how the Black Girl Book Club podcast met. And I know we've told the story a bunch of times, so just quickly, um, maybe two and a half, three years ago, we were in uh, Takara's Allen's group on Facebook and we were talking um, talking about Denny and LaCorey was like, y'all want to get together in a Zoom or Shaquana? It wasn't me. They was like, you want to get together in a Zoom and talk about it? It was maybe 15 or 20 people there talking about the book and um, the Zoom was scheduled and only three people showed up. I was late. And and um, so me, Shaquana and LaCorey showed up. And then, so we just started talking during a pandemic. And then we um, we had a group chat in Facebook and we would talk there. And one day Shaquana said, I want to start a podcast and I want y'all to be my first guest. And so we were like, okay, me and LaCorey said, okay. And we were on and we had maybe Miss um, Tandra, she does all of our merchandise. <laughs> she was probably the only person on our first episode. And after that, uh, Shaquana said, you know what? It should be you guys every week. It's just going to be us. We'll be the Black Girl Book Club podcast. And from there, um, we started a podcast. 
And uh, we've probably talked about this book more than any other book that we've ever discussed on the podcast. So I think this is maybe our third or fourth time discussing um, Devout. That is so amazing. Like, I can't. <laughs> and so we are, um, like, so this date to me was very significant. I reached out to TA and I was just like, you know, I would love for you to come on. I know it's the day that you're releasing and you got some other stuff that you're working on, but I would just really love for you to come because this is like the, this month is the anniversary of when we met. Um, and then th we met because of the vote. And we met because of Takara Allen. And I was like, it's just all of the stars are aligned. And I think that it would be great if you could come on. But then, of course, I give a disclaimer. But if you can, I totally, totally understand. And she was <laughs> like, girl, I got you. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about the audio just a little bit before we get into it. How was it easy for you to find the people? Because I've listened to it. Um, mm -hmm. I could probably tell this story. I probably could have did the audible, okay? But I've listened to it. <laughs> listened to it a couple of times. Was it hard to find people to bring Denny and Nika to life or to voice? So, all right. So, I do interviews, right? And then there's always these two lanes I can go, right? Where it's like. I'm going to be very diplomatic or I'm going to be very honest. So I'm going to be honest with you guys right now because y'all, you know, I've talked to y'all a few times. Um, it was very hard. And I think that no discredit to um, who was chosen. I had just reached a point of like, please, somebody be like halfway good. Like, <laughs> it is not even about them being good I, I i take that back right for them it was right. very hard to find a voice like i, I was just hearing voices that were sending me and i it just i was like this, this is not it like nika not so much denny and, and it's probably me being the creator of of just being a little bit too much of a perfectionist with it um but it was not an easy process so um you know when i got them i was very grateful i was happy to to be content i have to say i'm pleasantly surprised because i felt like i was gonna blow up if they had messed this up like if they didn't come through the way that i needed them to come through going to audible headquarters and it was about to be on and popping okay but i'm pleasantly surprised i like both um people's voices i think i can't think of the guy's name but i think he brought it i think he brought you know yeah as much of denny as he could because he right. was just such a god like Right, right. <laughs> you know, he did the best that he could, and I feel like he he brought. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to, I, I don't know if I could ever hear Denny in the... I've got this visual of Denny. I've got this sound in my head yeah. of him. It was like, I've created this person who is so epic. I don't... And so I haven't got to Denny's voice yet. So I've been listening 
Only thing I've I've heard, I just heard Ty. So of course I know that's right. not even saying, but I haven't heard his voice yet. But I'm just waiting, like it's I'm just like clutching my pearls. Like, oh my God, what is he gonna <laughs> I'm like, what is daddy gonna sound like? <laughs> well, see, that's, it's, um, you know, like I said, I haven't listened in entirety, but I have heard important pieces, right? So that's what I needed to make my decision. I had to hear key scenes of Denny, of Ty, of Nika. Um, and I think that what I, I even forgot was how much Nika controls the story. Like, I think I didn't yes. realize it until yeah. the- I didn't realize it either. Yeah. That he really does not have voice um it's very small scenes um i think the scene after nika's attacked um and then you don't really hear his voice again until i want to say towards the end when it starts coming out about his illness and with his mother and think really like that last scene when he decides you know I don't want to spoil it if anybody hasn't read. Oh no, but we're a spoiler group. You don't hear him very yeah. often, um, and group. I didn't realize that until you know. So, and then even even seeing people talk about getting excited about the audible, it made me a little like, I can't wait to hear Daddy. I can't wait to hear Daddy. And I'm like, you're really not going to hear him that much. Like, you're really going to hear her way more. I didn't even realize that. So, you know, but um. I think she did good though. I think she did a good job of, you know, she carries most of the book. So I think that's the beauty of audiobooks that you really don't realize it's a whole new different you get such a different interpretation when you start listening to the book from when you read in the book. Right. You know? So um I want to thank you because I couldn't wait to hear daddy. Like I couldn't wait for this <laughs> audio book to come out so I could just keep playing it whenever I feel like it. You know, oh. it's hard for me, you know, being a working mom and doing 10 million different things to really sit down and indulge in a book. Yeah. So, to a book and I'm walking around the streets of Brooklyn, girl, I'll be talking to myself <laughs> like, no. You know, so I love it. So thank you. I'm hyped thank about you. this. Thank yeah. you guys. You guys so much for support. Time and then you still go and get the audio. Like that really I I can't believe it. Um that. Um and then, you know, there's there's like a people to there for people that busy <laughs> yeah so yeah. i woke up five o'clock this morning getting ready for work i live by myself and i leave out my house at eight i take the subway to work so i got like four hours in of listening <laughs> to the book to to the book on my wow. way to work today and hey, I Wanda, 345 baby yeah, yeah. Three forty-five. So, that's, that's what mine came in at three forty-five. This morning. Yeah, I rolled yeah. over, checked my email. And I was like, it's all. Yeah. And I will say to um, Glenda's point, the the audio definitely. Um, I always say it. I always feel this when I read a read a book. The books are always great. Your books are amazing. But Thanks. also when you um, hear it on Audible, it hits different. You just pick up on different things that you didn't pick up in it with reading the book so but it's really good 
Really good. So far, so good. Oh, good. Thank you. Fire. Fire. <laughs> well, you know what? That's true, right? Sometimes when we're reading, especially when we're reading. Part one was Nickel's story, and part two was Denny's story anyway. Yes, yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you, you will hear more of him in part two. Yeah. Uh, I... I forget what I was <laughs> You know what? For me, my experience is um somebody just said it when they listen to the audible, they hear they see it in a different light. And right. so to be honest, I picked Denny's character apart. Like I've I I've just looked at his part more. And I've looked at Nika too, but with this, because she now I can see that like she really leads this story. I didn't realize that either. So now I'm kind of delving more into her and so I'm seeing new stuff and I I I like that yeah I yeah like that. yeah Shifana, you're on mute yeah does anyone have any more questions for Takira Allen because this is a listening party so we are here to listen <laughs> <laughs> yes ma'am no ma'am I'm let's good let's get it let's I'm get ready it. Okay, because we heard we heard a list. And the guy okay. is Winston James, and Winston, Winston James. Me, I feel like Winston did better and better as he yes each time his, he's getting better in his craft each time because I'm an audio bookhead, so he's getting better yes, and better and better. So yeah, a good one. Yes. So I want to start off with some devout trivia. Okay, I'm extra. Oh so listen, y'all. I'll be having a whole rundown here. So we're going to start off with some devout trivia. So in the beginning of the book, Nika um, talks about her um, nationality. So you y'all know how to use the hands on the Zoom? Oh, yeah. Raise your hand. Yeah. In the reactions, you can raise your hand. Okay, Glenda. Dang, I didn't even get to ask the question. What I was about to ask was, what was Nika's nationality? I knew Glenda was coming with it. I was like, oh. Glenda is Guyanese. She is Guyanese, baby. Yes. Yes. Guyanese. Yes. 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 Yeah, I see a book. Yeah, I mean, a movie that y'all been wanting to see for a long time. You go to the movies and they start the introduction off and you just get excited. If you don't, just don't listen to me. But hearing this, baby, I was so ready. Mm. Podium Audio presents. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Formed by Moray Brayon, Winston James. I was like, go, girl, do y'all bag on this <laughs> Okay, so what I have done is I have taken out some clips um, from the Audible. We're going to listen to it. We're going to kind of talk about it a little bit. Some of them is kind of long, but I felt like if I had shortened them, it wouldn't have captured the moment, Right. So we we gonna listen and we gonna soak it all up and take it all in. Yes. And if anybody, including you, here, Alan, thank you for being here. Have to hop off. I'm gonna record it. So hopefully, you know, because I'm recording it, you won't miss anything. You know, I'll send the recording out to everybody. I'll post it in the group and everything, so you won't miss anything. 
but we here to listen. We here to listen and have some girl chats and just take this in. So just sit back and relax and enjoy the listening party. Can I just say this is a little this is a little awkward for me? <laughs> Why are you saying that? Why? It is so crazy. Like, okay, let's listen together, right? I'm gonna try to not look at y'all face. Listening party. It's a listening party. Have y'all ever been to a listening party before for like an album? You're right, and I think I think the artists is it. I mm-hmm. they if they don't feel it, the way I feel right now, they're lying. Like, <laughs> that's like, like, so this, 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 I know. But you like, know, all all love we are to half of it. We no. are big fans. It's a I just pulled right. out my bag from your dinner so I can show you my DY candy, my water. I am so ready for my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you are artists and you serious about your shit. That's right. It's fun. It's fun. I, I'm okay with it. I'm, okay, I'm, y'all. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So, this is the beginning. Okay. Rocking from back her respected space and hit the locks. Did you just lock me in here? Temporarily. He chuckled. She smiled so light anyone else would have barely noticed. So what do I have to do? Oh, you. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Nika was taken aback. She looked over at him and then let her eyes fall to her lap. Why are you so determined to get to know me? And why are you so determined to get in the way of it? He retorted. What? Please? Let me know. And take it. Right. Ugly about six foot something of brawny brown heaven with dreamy eyes, a slender nose, fizzled jaw, and thoughtless lips that parted into perfect teeth. Not to mention a tongue that seemed to accompany his words. He would wet his lips, or his tongue would move in a way to enunciate, and it was teasing, yet he was unmindful, and she had picked (laughs) that up only in glances. When he had grinned at her resistance earlier, there was one dimple that made an appearance on his right. And those tattoos were dead sexy. But still, it's just, I just got here yesterday. I just really want to focus right now on school and, I don't know, getting settled and used to everything. I'm not trying to talk to no dudes. So you don't live here. He motioned with his head to the house where the prior (laughs) occupants of the truck were now under the safety of the porch. He knew she probably didn't, but he posed the question in a calculated fashion to gather more information. She shook her head. No, I live in Warren. I came up here for school. Just moved into the dorms last night. Funny, he figured. At least upper middle class. And where do you go to school? Seton Hall. Smart. He also noted, she's for me. What are you studying? Pre-veterinary. And it's like very demanding already. That's why I really, 
like really need to focus. My dad is already drilling me. Last thing he'll want is me getting wrapped up with a gangster. Nika knew for sure. Nirok inhaled a deep breath and let it out, tapped his fingers along the steering wheel, and seemed to take a moment to digest what she told him. Sounds to me like you need a friend. Somebody familiar with the area, if you need to get around. Denied. You know. He started as if having another thought. They say freshman year is the hardest. There's like a 50% dropout rate or something like that from stress alone. Is that right? She tried to fight a smile. But hi, huh? You're sure it's not like one in three? Something like that. He shrugged off. Nika held back a laugh. So then, you'll need somebody to talk to. Find a therapist or something. She nodded, enjoying him keep his case. Not to mention they say all first-year college students gain like 15 pounds from eating fast food and all that processed shit. Let me guess. She cut him off. I need somebody to help me with that, too. Exactly. Somebody to make sure you eat. Maintain <laughs> that figure. Staying healthy is most important. He spoke seriously, but she could see the smile in his eyes. Like a nutritionist? Now you feeling me, Ma. She giggled. <laughs> Just so good to be a nutritionist in your spare time. A little bit of everything, love. Jim a little something. He flexed his arm muscles playfully, and Nika looked away and licked her lips. So you can be all those things? All that and more. He promised. Oh. She looked to him and then laughed a little more. And your comedian. To laugh, too. He tapped her jaw with his finger when he... Anywho, that was like the cutest thing in the world to me. Like, I was just like, just take all of me right now. Whatever you need, well, I got He didn't have it. to convince me to. He didn't have to convince me to. I'd be like, okay, like a little puppy. Okay, daddy. But y'all know what else I peeped too? He started locking her into places pretty early on. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, why are you squirming? Why are you squirming, chill, Karen? It is, I swear to God, like the whole time that I was listening to that, I'm not going to lie. I was just thinking, I am going to text love, love Belvis. I'm going to text her when I get up and be like, you are not going to believe how freaking like weird I got on this. It is, because I don't like to watch myself on a podcast when I have to go back and rewatch it and be like, so, so I get it, but it's, it's all love. You know what it is. You know it's not even about the narrators. It is just really like holding a mirror to myself, yeah. right? Like to like what I wrote. I know I wrote it, <laughs> but just to hear it and then have you guys right here while I'm listening to it. It it was it's really. I don't know why that just like was crazy to me, but it was crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's good. No, no, with that said, I, I know I was look, I was laughing. Like I'm trying like not to laugh because I'm like, this is serious. This is a serious listening party. But I just, oh my God. Yes, this is a real listening party, baby. We entered to listen, but that's what I thought when I listened to it again. I was like, he locked her in this car. I think that's what it is. Like, I'm listening and I'm like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like, and some of this stuff just sounds really funny to me. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe because I wrote it, maybe because I kind of feel like they're my children. So, like, I'm mm-hmm. listening to it and it's just, some of it is just really funny to me, but. Yeah. So as the listener, as the listener or the reader, how did you guys feel about the car scene? Because I was just smitten. Like when you're reading it, yeah. like I was just smitten. But like listening to it, it's just like, he didn't lock this baby. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think of what you just yeah. heard. That's so, what I want to hear. So can I say that... That I haven't had a chance to to read it because I'm I'm a nanny. I get up at five. My day doesn't end until about six forty five, yeah. and so I don't have time to read. So audiobooks have saved me. Um, because other people's quiet is very disconcerting. If you've ever worked in anybody else's house, yeah. it's a trip. So um, and I just the books have saved me, and so I've been waiting for this to come on audio so I could finally, you know, meet Denny. And man, I was listening to it. I'm like, this baby don't have a chance. Like she don't stand a <laughs> chance against all this charm, all just all of him. Like she don't stand a chance. And then the, another funny thing is, so I'm a daddy's girl. So I've always been very like, I'm never calling you daddy to a guy that I'm like, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. No, mm-hmm. but it's so cute with them. It's so funny. <laughs> like all the stuff that I thought it was so cute that, that she calls him. The, and then, the, oh my God. The moment where she said "daddy" and both of them turned, <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Oh no!" It was so funny. But anyway, just there, it's I don't know. It's it's, it's almost like watching a car wreck, but it's so sweet. Like be, because he's so crazy. So I'm, that's I'm, a good analogy. Watching a car wreck because that's what it was. But it was like, how can that be beautiful? But it was still yeah. beautiful. So beautiful. I was like, this so, man yeah. is desperate. I'm like, you got to be desperate to lock the girl in the car. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say, hey, go out. He was me. not a desperate man. He felt like he had an no, instant he, soul time. No, he was desperate because, for Nika. No, he was desperate for her, but he wasn't a desperate man for other people. Right. It was for just no. When he saw yeah. her, he felt like that is what's that song? Baby, you'll buy everything. I will put forever on it. Like when he saw her, it was like yeah. that was it. Yeah. And it didn't matter that she was 18. And when y'all, uh-uh. okay, he's 27. When I say she's 18, she a fresh 18. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. the yeah. candles is still on the <laughs> counter in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. 18. She was fresh 18. And he didn't, that, that didn't matter to him you know what i think it was i think it was more so that he saw in her the potential in her that she didn't see in herself yet and he saw her as this grown woman of who he wanted in his life because she wasn't thirsty like those other girls she declined all his advances you know i mean she wasn't like all up on him like oh denny d rock that's the man he here she was just like who you 
no, I don't want to go out with you. I want to go to school. I want to get good grades and please my father. I'm not thinking about boys right now. And she was so you didn't feel that. like she was young and impressionable and he could mold her. You felt like she was like a woman. No, no, I'm saying he thought that. Felt he that saw way. the woman in her before she knew she was a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lisa, that, had... he, that he saw her vulnerability because she absolutely I think because she, like she needed even before I... she fell out with her daddy, she never really had like at home. She yeah. felt like she was a performer, that she had to be on for them. So, like, there was a vulnerability in her. And I think that's why daddy stuck so much is because she needed that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he took advantage of her youth. The fact that he could mold her to be the woman that he wanted her to be, wanted her to be for him. And um, with her not being worldly, she wasn't in the street. She didn't know how none of this stuff worked out, works out. You know what I mean? She fell in love with his magnetism the way we all did. Mm-hmm. She fell in Can love I with- ask you a question, Lisa? Yeah. What do you think he tried to mold her into? Because I felt like he took her like she was. I mean, she grew up because she was 18, but I don't feel like he tried to do a lot of changing and manipulate. I, not, I mean, well, manipulating, change- but not changing who she, I feel like he let her be who she was. He, he did. I agree with you. He did, but I think I'm in my mind, I'm thinking he's, you know how when you meet a guy and the guy just don't really like have his shit together. And you'd be like, I see his potential. I think that's what he saw in her. Because remember in that one paragraph, he described her. He said she looked sophisticated. She looked she looked like a woman. She didn't look like um, some of these other girls out here. He saw the woman in yeah. her. And that's who I think that's who he wanted to bring out of her so that it could probably, one, take away some of the guilt that she was so freaking young. And she was young mentally, but she was intelligent. And I think he was attracted to that. Mm. I think he was attracted to how she was raised to her grooming. Like he was really attracted to that. The fact that she used hand sanitizer, the fact that she wiped her mouth after she ate. Yeah. She checked her face to make like she really did. Her feet were dirty. Well, I think any man the small that things. Dirty, <laughs> dirty people is, is, is a, uh, that's a hard no. Right, a man. Like, because he was a man. And Child. it's like, how do you, as a woman, write this man? Because, like, his mannerisms, the things that he said, his vulgarness. His, that's what you she know what likes. I'm saying? Like he was a man. Like how do you pull from that place? But did his vulgarness make you blush? It made me blush. Yeah. I was blushing, girl. Yeah. I was holding my tooth for Oh my god! You know what? How do you make us blush? How do you make us blush? I think that um, it's it's important to me to study men. Like, I think sometimes as women um, writers, and I try not to fall into it, but I have been guilty of it, and I didn't have to go and check it. We try to create men that we want, um, mm-hmm. and then you have to go back and say, okay, but is that very realistic? So you have to kind of like make the mold, and then I have to go yeah. through find and fine tooth in it and I go back and I go over and over and over again and go okay a real man wouldn't really say it like that or a real man you know might mean this mm-hmm. but he'll say that and it, it just is is very um it's complex and I 
really study men. Like just think of men that I've been around and um, just the different emotions that come on when, you know, they do certain things and they say certain things and, and just kind of, you know, build from there. So you've been around, yeah. Demi. Where, where he at? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question to Kara? I, mm -hmm. I want to know this, and this is skipping ahead in the book. Yeah. But so you, you, you birthed Denny, so you could tell me if he was really willing to do this. Remember when he wanted to marry her and she wouldn't agree to it? Right. And she asked him, to tattoo my name on your dick and he said no I'm not doing it then he said wait a minute if you marry me I will he said no if you marry me and you have another baby by me then we can talk about it so what I want to know is would he have really a lot would he really have tattooed her name on his dick I think that he would have allowed his female tattoo artist to do it. Yes. Oh yeah, not would. a man, not a man like that. But you think he would have done it? I think, I think so too. I he would have done anything for that girl. But you, he, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that like everything that I know about him, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> his tolerance for pain and his almost adrenaline rush for it like I, absolutely and and just his his level of craziness to show her what he would it's, do it's devout um just excuse me they do that in real life like I, they'll tap to a penis i don't oh they could yeah uh-huh Okay, so yeah, my mind is going different places about because I'm like, sorry. does it have to be erect or I don't know? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so <laughs> I'm getting back Kara in the Allen, You're probably going to want to turn your camera off for this next one because <laughs> this is their first time. Oh, oh God. I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> Girl, get ready. Get ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Big girl. You're on mute. You're muted, Shaquana. She was sure. But he didn't because he was unmoving, inches from the doorway, taking her in in all her glory. No turning back now. Nika gulped down a dry swallow of what seemed like a mere drop of saliva. That swallow was a struggle. Her eyes fell and then lifted, bore into his, bearing into hers. Watered. What the fuck, Nika? Why, you infant? She watched them travel over her entirely, creeping slowly. Dayrock remained stoic, and she wasn't sure if he approved or if he was possibly disappointed. No way. Nika was no stallion, brick house, curvilicious vixen, but she was tight, and she had assets enough to tantalize. All this for me. He questioned in a low tone, and Nika's breath escaped her. Unable to speak, she merely nodded. 
So it was. So Dirac allowed himself the pleasure of admiring her like this. But it was almost too much for his mind to process. Nico, like that, laying there, inviting, tempting, open. He ran a hand over his full face, caressing it over his mouth, and attempted to gather himself. Having the chance to torture your greatest enemy in whatever imaginable way possible, fantasizing for days, weeks even, on how you would go about it, what would bring them the most agony, and then when the opportunity comes, not being sure exactly what to do because nothing seemed of due justice. Overwhelmed, eager, and even frustrated at the intensity of such an opportunity, but wanting to maximize it, wanting to make the most of it. Not certain if you'll ever acquire it again. That was the only way Dira could describe this moment. He knew murder. He knew death. They were the closest intimacies that rocked his core, anywhere close to what Nika did to him. But this was different. This was the other end of that scale. This was the fantasy to bring pleasure, not pain. He had to deliver maximum results of pleasure as he commonly delivered maximum results of pain. Fucking God. He breathed out, just giving himself another moment to take in what was occurring. I'm ready. She spoke gently, seeming to find her sweet voice. He stared at her, just ogled her, and then with heavy breaths, he walked to her, peeling off his shirt and tossing it aside carelessly, his thick chain with lemonade diamonds glistening still remaining, swinging gently with each step. Nika visibly quivered. You just don't even know, Nico. He grumbled placing one knee onto the bed and then following with his strong build entering it, the weight of him sinking the mattress around her. He leaned over, strong arms holding his frame up as he let his eyes travel her again. His cold chain grazed her stomach and alerted her nipples as he dissected her anatomy. Straight hair tossed to the side casually as if by hand, Clean-faced, pouty pink lips, long bare neck, perfect titties wrapped in pretty white lace. D-Rock licked his lips. Smooth, flat stomach, perfect little hips, and the V of her creamy caramel thighs, again, covered with sexy white lace. Her perfume confronted his nostrils. Shit. She was appealing to too many nerve endings, senses, and sensations at once. He came closer, kissed her lips gently, and Nika melted back into the bed. D-Rock's stick was hard as a microphone, and she felt it poking against her lower lips through his pants, through the barrier of her panties. He brought his lips to hers again, and this time didn't let up sliding his tongue into her mouth and swirling it around, taking over. Nika's body temperature rose to degrees unknown as his rough hands began to travel over her skin. Every hair on her body rose in anticipation, so when those callous hands encountered them, it sent jolts of current through her. When a mannish finger slid her panties to the side, and the abrasiveness of his index fingertip made contact with her swollen clit, 
Nika moaned through Denny's tongue being shoved down her throat. He pulled his mouth away and gasped. Nika was already milky wet. <sighs> Nika sang sweetly. He lowered the hems of her bra down over her nipples and replaced his mouth onto one. The other nipple he rolled between his fingers and then alternated, giving them both a good sixty seconds or so of warm, wet mouth attention. <laughs> he pulled back, snaked his right hand to the small of her back and up her spine, where he expertly popped her bra loose and gently drew it off. Please, what? He asked in seriousness. But Nika couldn't dare answer that question. She didn't even know the answer to that question. All she knew was that she had a fire that needed to be extinguished, and Denny was the only man who could get the job done. He had created the fire. She had never felt such a fire and had no instructions on how to tame such fire. But she knew that he would be much better acquainted with how to handle it. For sure, she couldn't be the only woman he lit up in this way. He had to know how to put out these fires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are out of your misery. <laughs> okay, y'all. So, so, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay. And that was just the beginning of it all, okay? Yes, you look so much better. <laughs> but so, Shaquan, I think Takira needs to tell us what she's thinking right now because that scene right just blew her out. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you was cringing the whole time, like the whole time. <laughs> I well, you know what? Okay, yeah, like so. You guys said that Audible is like a a, a new book, and it is like a new book because I'm like. Who wrote this? Like, what? And then I'm like, I wrote that? I don't even know I wrote all that about fires. Like, it was like five sentences about fires. Like, it was just so many things. And I'm like, who wrote this? Um, it, is, it, it is, it is something. Like, it, it is, I'm, I've, I should have practiced for this. <laughs> I didn't realize how I would feel, but uh, you know, I just hope I hope y'all enjoy it because I, I think because I wrote it, I'm just so. Oh, do you know. feel like you're reading it? Like you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know, like you're yes. reading it. I have read this book a million times, and that. And you know, I know it like the back of my hand, and and now it's like hearing it for the first time. I've never heard it like this before, so it is really weird. Does anybody weird. else feel like that? It's freaking weird. Um, it's Tara, you different. are hearing it's it for the first time because it's the first time on Audible. So, like, this is your first time. It is um, crazy hearing it, and it it is, and it's interesting to hear and just to. It seems like you can just almost touch the words, but I'll tell you, I thought what you wrote was so, uh, even though they were having sex and he's experienced, there was an innocent part that you wrote that I thought was beautiful. I, I like the way that she wore all white to appear pure, but when he, he didn't know how to approach her, 
And so he said, um, you know, she was scared when he when she saw the size of him. And he said, you want me to eat your pussy some more? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was, but in, in his mind, in his mind, he said, I know I got to figure out a way to be yeah. Yeah. With my words because she deserves better than that. But he's like a rough guy. Yes. That that was so, so even when you, you know, she was innocent, but you saw pure parts of him because he, I felt like he was pure in a sense to where he had never really experienced love. He never allowed himself to love. And so he was a virgin in a sense to a lot of the things that he was experiencing with her. And I felt, I felt that and it made him seem as tough as he was. I saw his innocence in it. I never felt like their their really so far I don't feel like their relationship is is totally imbalanced because where she's new to his world, he's she she brought him to his humanity. Like she's introducing him to that. He like like you just said, he's a virgin to that. So I feel like they're equally yoked in that way. And, and a lot of the control is like with those dominant relationships, when you hear the BDSM or whatever, um, and they say that the, they'll tell you that the that the the person who is OK, so you got the dom and you got the submissive. They say the submissive has all the power in this mm. as tough as he is. Nika has yeah. all the power and you can see it yeah. because like to Kara said, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't realize how much Nika led the story, but she has yeah. all the power. Mm -hmm. yeah because she yeah. said that, that, like you better wait for the steak or whatever it would keep your hands out the bread basket and he said all right i'm waiting all right i'm waiting <laughs> i think that you wrote it really well and i think that she performed it really well really well and so yeah. like she is doing like a good she job really, like reading yeah. the book I mean, like yep. performing it. And I'm just like, yeah. they did it. They did it. I, I ain't even mad yeah. at them. But before we go, because we got to go ahead. That I don't, uh, that I'm not, please. I don't want you guys to think that. It is just no. a very <laughs> strange feeling. I cannot put my finger on it. It is, it is <laughs> even more open than just the writing part. Maybe because when I write, I give it to you guys. And then. I don't have to know what you guys are, are thinking or feeling or nothing while you're experiencing it, you know? And now I'm like listening with you. It is strange, but okay. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that it's almost like, like you're having an out of body experience. That's exactly what I'm having. Boom. Okay. That's what I feel like. And for you to be able to see it through our eyes, I know it may be weird, but for me to listen to that, you know, like, just like, for me, like the greatness in it, like the words, like for you to paint us a picture of what was going on, what was going through their minds, their experiences they were having, the feelings that they were feeling inside of their body, like the art of it like the I mean like you the just, words yeah. that you use to express their feelings and emotions see and people don't realize that when you are listening to it it's totally different than when you're reading it when you're yeah. reading it it's like you have your own little interpretation or 
you pass by those feelings and, and emotions or those words, but when you listen into it, you get it all. You get the eloquence of your words and how you use them and how, you know, you make us feel a certain way. I feel like I'll be the, um, the girl sometime and I'm like, to be able to experience yeah. him oh, okay. for yeah. you to have this out-of-body experience with him. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Let's go. Okay. So this is the end mm-hmm. for like in his point of view. This is the end. So that's what we gonna end with. Okay. Okay. Right to the fucking core. Of course I loved Vika. I loved her enough to do anything. Girl was in my fucking bones. I got him a name. I swear she was made for my rent. I would never hurt her. And now I'm off before I'd raise her hands. Huh? Remember my father saying shit like that to us all the time. Dennis Shea, I never hurt y'all. I never hurt y'all. Killed myself first. And he did. That shit still hurt though. It was the smartest move, the best option of her. Living with this shit, there was no way to avoid pain. No stronger than him, no. That day in the kitchen, Nika and Ty, shit, yeah. I was gonna kill Ty's ass. I was gonna murder both of their asses, but I didn't. That's the difference. Heard the whispers. Shit. Been hearing him ever since Neve said that I'm shit in the elevator. Why this kept? Shit set me off something wicked. I've been trying to gain control ever since. I know the logical explanations. Didn't fathom why logic would not cooperate with my fucked up mind sometimes. I know the bitch Celeste had been a loose cannon, getting more desperate by the years. Ever since I let her suck me off when me and Nick took that break. Logic told me jealousy was the reason for a little childish antics, getting the family to touch Nick. Them fucking whispers. They kept at it trying to convince me of truth in Neef's words. But they told me that Nika was young, so young. She was tied down, forced to love. But what do better, wanted her. Needed to see what was out there. I blocked her life's natural course of her finding itself. Likes, dislikes, robbed her of experiences that didn't include me. She was beautiful, smart, and classy. She'd meet someone more like her eventually than at the wedding. Nika disappearing right when I learned about death's and slip of the tongue. Those fucking whispers again. Then Ty. Saw Nika in a silk robe, no bra or business underneath. Just minutes before she showed me how horny she was, and there she was, pressed against my best friend under our very roof. She was like Delilah. Tempting, deceptive whore. Mm. That's what they told me. Fuck them whispers. I murdered them if I could. Yeah, they wanted me to go off. They wanted me to end the misery of constantly wondering when the fuck she was just gonna do it already. When the fuck she was just gonna leave like she did before. They didn't like living like this. Love, vulnerable, 
us to someone else, naked with my fucking heart in her hands. But I liked it. Shit, I loved it. So never, I'd never, never would I ever fucking admit how learned the shit that goes through my mind about being in love with Just that. Make it real. Step. She's telling me she's afraid of me. Oh, I know what it's like on the other end of the trigger. That shit was like taking a bullet. And my daughter, she's afraid I'd hurt Lonnie. We can't live like this. As bad as I want to, as much as I have to, I know. Logic and even the illogical part of me knows. We can't. It's not like she sees for herself this moment. Hold on. That's what the doc said before. He pulling me back. Whispered it. This nigga went to the bathroom to wash her face. It stuck with me all night a day. Made love to Nika like my wife. It fucked her like my bitch because I knew last time, at least for a while. The morning I was gone. Cause even after we were finished, I started to tell myself I didn't know shit about a love like ours. And fuck that. I was never letting my baby go. The whispers. The motherfucker showed up. They told me that she fucked me too good. We had to be learning shit from somewhere else. Sixteen. Y'all. Okay. That shit broke my heart. Broke my heart. (laughs) Broke my heart. I feel like the person who read it, Winston James, okay. Denny, he, you can't do Denny, right? But I heard New York, mm-hmm. you know, I heard his New York accent and all of that that came through. And he felt, I felt like he was emotional. You felt like, his pain. Oh, definitely. You heard Yeah, I, he felt, he was feeling bad. He was feeling bad for what he had did. Even though he didn't really do it, it was Denny. It wasn't him. But I felt like he was feeling bad and I really, I, I felt it. I could feel it while he was reading it. But you I, know what? The, the things you said, even though he didn't, like the one thing that he did say, that, that and he did do this, he felt like he robbed her of her youth. And he, because she was a college student, he was like a lot of firsts that she would have normally had. Like he, because him being with her, he took that away. She didn't experience college in the way that she normally would have. She didn't have the friends and all of that kind of stuff. He felt like he took a lot of her first away and that had him feeling guilty too. And I, I, I don't know if I paid attention to it when I read it so much. Um, Did he really throw the grandmother in the bushes when he went to Celeste's house? Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that in the book. I was like, oh my God. He said all y'all could get it. For anybody who hasn't read it yet, could you feel his torment? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because he was tormenting. All his pain. He talked about the whispers, you know, and them telling him things. Like, that broke my heart. Yeah. yeah, that was scary. And, and the fact that she's scared of him and she's scared that he would do something to her baby, that to the baby, yeah. 
And he's like, we can't live like that this. And him. I'm glad that he yeah. was big enough to to realize it's like we cannot live like this. I love her too much to hurt her um in this in this way. The realest thing in this book that you wrote, Mr. Kira Allen, was when the therapist said, Do you guys love each other enough to let go? Woo! Mm. I cry every time I read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. Is that deep mm-hmm. to you? Was that like really like was that hard for you to write? Um, it was important for me to write. It was, it was like, it was like the basis of everything i, I want to mm. say that we started the book with that question mm. so that mm. was very important um that you know where where was i gonna put this in um but yeah that was if 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 the book had a theme that would be the theme i feel you know so mm. yeah Uh, can i can i tell you something yeah so and i and i might have said this to you before but i think the way that your mind works like you're a freaking genius and i have i think all of your catalog and you have not written a single book that feels like the other book like i know Mm -hmm. and and it's no no discredit to any other author but when i read other authors i can tell like oh this is a so-and-so book this is a so-and-so book but when i read your books I do not get a likeness from it's I don't know how you how you transport to another book and leave a style where it was and just totally go into it's like you like your mind has different rooms that you go into to pull this mm-hmm. genius out and that's fucking crazy. I mean not Real crazy. but that's like that's yeah. genius for you. So in the audible world because the book came out on Audible today, do you think, because you have Laugh Stops from Innocence and now you have this, do you think that's going to be hard for you? Um, Because yeah. the, the performers of the work is going to have to go into different rooms and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, like I do with my projects, it's just going to have to be take them one by one, you know, and when we're on the next one, who's right for that one? And mm-hmm. what I will say, I, I do want to point out, um, you know, the, the narrators were very, very good at asking questions. They really wanted to get it right. Like, and I think they do that with all the projects, not just mine. And I really, um, you know, starting with this process, I didn't realize how much they really try to learn the characters. What, you know, why are they saying this? How are they, how do you, how do you see them feeling at this point? Like, I really respected that they really wanted to get it right. So there was a lot of back and forth with questions and answers. So I, I did want to point that out, um, you know, just so you know how important it is to them. Um and real quick um, about that scene, I really liked that. I really liked, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, that was probably the least cringing for me. <laughs> I, really, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> I just listened to it. Um, I think that that's a very difficult thing to do. I don't know if anybody else that 
I personally heard would have done it better. Um, mm-hmm. I, I almost heard what I wanted to get across. If that makes sense, oh, so good. that that, yeah. that that was that was good for yeah. me. I, I that was that was a good one. Um, Don't tell him. No, please. I, was <laughs> I know it's your book, but I was pleased. I'm just going to chat to them. You sound good. You sound good as Denny. I'm, I'm digging him as Denny. Yeah, he did I'm good as Denny. Denny. So yeah. I look forward to, because I just kind of went through, because I know the book. I know some things that happened that, you know, I wanted to hear. You know, I wanted to hear the first time, baby. I read it a couple times. But I wanted to <laughs> hear what was going on. I wanted to hear when he was standing on their porch and he like really was like down bad because she would. He was like, "Come on, girl. You know, you're coming with me. You know, I needed to hear that." So it was gonna, I didn't that, hear that part yet. So is that him or her voice? Is her, it? Her, is her, her voice? voice. His voice. It, it switches to the um the dad's accent. Oh, oh yeah. they pulled the yeah. accent out, baby. They did this. They did it. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. And that's Winston because Winston is from Flatbush. Winston is from Flatbush, and he know all the patois. I think it was the woman though who did it. Was it the woman? But yeah. it, she brought yeah, off the accent. She brought off the accent, and so it's the dad talking his yeah. um. What is it called, um, Glenda? Guinea, his his nephew. Yeah, yeah. he talks in that t- in that tongue, you know, like in that tongue, and it was good. So yeah. yes, I am pleading. I am okay. happy with the devout. Okay, so I'm yeah. gonna be listening to this all the time. Anytime that okay. I just get the feel, I'm just gonna pull it up and pull up my little bookmarks <laughs> and just listen. Sometimes I'll be missing them. I'm very and, happy. And you know, you can write notes on your bookmarks. When you bookmark it in the Audible, you could put a note and telling the first date, the first kiss, like that. That's what I do. Yes. <laughs> so before I let you go, how can we? I know I ask this every time, and I know you're probably gonna say the same thing that you always say. How can we continue to support this product project? Push it out so that you know, like all your book audible dreams come true like we appreciate you so much like what patrice just said about you know being able to read your work in the greatness in it but in a different light every single time mm-hmm. is i will always shout to kira allen for the rooftops because to be able to read that those things the way that you write them is very valuable and enhances my life um um okay so i appreciate you guys so much um i am (laughs) i'm just i'm really really grateful i'm just really really grateful um there's nothing that you can do more than what you do and i think i've told you that before um and and thank you for what you said about my writing. That that is like the biggest compliment ever, um, because that is what I try to do. I I try to make each thing uh, special, um, meaningful, a challenge. Um, so I appreciate you guys noticing that. 
um, that really means a lot to me. And I'm just so grateful for all of the support you guys gave me. There's so many authors out here, so many great authors out here. And I'm just so lucky to be one of the ones that you guys support so much. So I'm grateful. And there's nothing more you can do than what you do. Just keep doing what you do for the culture, for we would be nothing without you guys. Seriously, you know, so thank you. Well, that is the Deval listening party, everybody. I think it was lovely. And yeah. I'm just going to be listening to this book probably for about the next month. <laughs> Me and my mama going to be listening to it because she ain't um been into the Val world, but she about to get into uh. it. We about to be listening to this and we about to be talking <laughs> about this book, okay? And so I'm going to be experiencing but it with her for the first time. Between you and Love Belvin putting out Love Loss and this book, it's like, like, when you go to the best Valentine's Day ever. Yeah. We didn't even plan it. And we were just writing each other that, like, girl, like, how is our stuff lining up like this? But yes. Yeah. It's so dope for both of y'all to do that. It's just amazing. So I love it. Two Jersey girls. Yes. yes, I told I told yes. both of y'all y'all trying to end me. Y'all trying to end me with this stuff back to back. Well, keep them coming so that people yes. who yes. like Tosh who can't you know read they can listen. So we appreciate that as well. You guys bringing it to the audible community. I'm not a super big audible person, but I think everybody should be reading you guys's work. And so, however they can get their hands on it. Is a blessing. Yes. So yes, keep them coming yeah. on Audible so everybody can get a taste of it, honey. So I'm gonna let y'all go. We 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 be, be doing this thing, y'all. We doing this <laughs> podcast thing. It's not eleven, but we are done. <laughs> so yes. So thank you guys for coming. We're gonna do more things like this with the Black Girl Book Club podcast. Something a little more intimate something where we can you know be intimate with the authors like this you know and kind of get their takes and things like that on it so give us y'all feedback let us know what y'all want to do if y'all want to do some more listening parties and we can listen together and talk yes. and stuff, let me know that as well but I appreciate you guys for treating well uh, we both do appreciate everybody for coming tonight and listening with us and just I just be so overjoyed guys this is the Black Girl Book Club podcast. The Black Girl Book Club podcast. So we'll see y'all next week. I don't even know what book we reading, y'all. I keep saying I got a lot going on in my life, but I'm posting the group. So <laughs> I'll let y'all know. Thanks, Kira. Thanks for having you. We appreciate you. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.